Welcome back to the mailbag in the Super Tuesday recap uh, podcast. Your host Chris and Deepom here, and uh, we're gonna say it's the end of January. It's not, we're not gonna say it's the first of February. Um, and we are recording an we're, email. we're on the eve of Black History Month, not like dead in the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. The eve of Black History. Um, which, which, um, also the way things have been going and the way January went, I'm nervous. Just, just want to throw that out there. A little nervous about how Black History Month is gonna go, but you know, we'll take it one day at a time. Um. Anyway, we're here to read uh, some of the emails that we got uh, throughout this uh, this month of January, uh, and then we got some stories we're going to hit up for you guys um, here. Obviously, uh, with Arrow ending, we had a couple of emails uh, tying into the season finale, series finale. True, still, yeah. getting, still getting used to saying that. The series finale of Arrow, so I'm going to get that. Uh, here's uh, an email we got from uh, Alexander. Uh, I think they sent it actually in right right after we have finished recording the actual Arrow episode. So we're just going to read it on the mailbag. So here we go. Hey, Chris and Deepom. It's so crazy to think that Arrow is done. Overall, I love the fa- that the fans who stuck through the series got a proper ending instead of an impromptu cancellation, and the writers got to see their version play out. The series finale was not the greatest, but it was solid. I think my favorite scenes were the flashbacks to when Oliver was the hood. This man really drowned one guy and shoot the same guy out of the water and then still shoot him with an arrow. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the hit with those extreme double tap kills is the best Oliver. Yes, yes, it's always the best. That's always been the best Oliver. Also, respect that the fact that Oliver made his family rich again. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a good point too. <laughs> they were not going to be fucking broke. <laughs> I mean, listen. I mean, listen. You know, take care of your family, right? Uh, I noticed all those cream consolidated signs uh, during the episode and didn't see a single Palmer text sign. I mean, valid. <laughs> I didn't even get anything about that, but yeah. So is it Starling City? Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. They kept calling it calling a Star City, so I think it's still okay. a Star City. Sure. So they he, he took Ray's idea, took the rebrand, took the, the rebrand, but we not and technically Ray's girl. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but was she ever really Ray's girl? I see why Brandon Routh is leaving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> fuck all property. Well, I see why he wasn't at the funeral. Yeah, fuck all of them, Queen. Oh, Brady coming? Fuck it. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm sure it owes me money right, right now. <laughs> I'm sure you all will talk about this, but was there anything that the family missed with, missed with you that we're hoping to get answered? Personally, I wanted Manu uh, Bennett to appear. Even if they pan out of the funeral scene and show that he paid their respect from afar, not to make it awkward for anyone else. Of course, says something that, um, and of course, says something like uh, calling, like when he calls Oliver a kid. I did want to hear your take on the circumstances of how Oliver brought back people who were dead. Part of the finale made me think Oliver changed the timeline of his own Earth, but other parts of the finale made me think he took other versions of his loved ones and put them back on Earth Prime. Yeah, so if you heard us talk about this on the um, Nero podcast, and I'm just cutting, you know, we got more of the email to read, but I think we, we, we kind of said that. It was like a combination of both, right? It looks like he changed some of the actual timeline, but then he actually, because there, there were people like Tommy, uh, his mother, where they clearly... Uh, came from other Earths, and 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 they they mentioned that they mentioned that they came from. But I think I think, that, I think it's a case where only they knew they came from other Earths. Like, yes, I think that yes. if you were like Joe Blow, who runs a newspaper stand in Star City, you've never seen the headline "Time Merlin Dead." Mm-hmm. You've never seen the headline "Lawyer Queen Murdered." Yep, exactly. Those it, things never happened, it, it, and it, they it, happened for the core cast, which is right. who, which is honestly who it matters for the most. Exactly, exactly. And and I'm with you with the Manu Bennett thing too. I kind of wanted to see him, and again, he couldn't be at the funeral. I'm glad, I'm glad they didn't do. It. Yeah, I mean, well, here's another thing too. Like with all the Deathstroke stuff we're we're getting, you know, clearly mm-hmm. with uh, Green Arrow and the Canaries, I definitely see Manu Bennett at least getting. Uh, he's going to show up at some point. You know, okay. there was that. The, you remember because the whole thing we we've been seeing. Uh, when when the last time we saw him on the show for Arrow, he was trying to track down his son, and so his sons are clearly, you know, uh, the the core behind the um the, the bringing back the Destro gang. So, you know, there's still, there's a room for that, and if they don't, they don't. But again, I think that's the beauty of this finale, if you will, is that it's an ending, but not really. Right, they left room to come back and bring any of these people back at any point, um, and I think that's—I mean—that's comic book. Uh, yeah. 
More recurring, they showed the flashback of where she had gotten killed by Slade with the exception that Oliver escapes and I guess stops Slade before the Slade army rebellion happens, which supports that Oliver changed the timeline. During that interview portion with Maury, she said that there was another world where I died, which makes me think that this is not Earth-1 Moria, but maybe Moria Crane from another Earth. Yeah, similar history as Earth-1 Moria. To me, Crisis kind of showed that a possibility because Earth-16 is an Earth that is in the future, but seemed to have, but it seemed to have the same similar background to Earth-1. Earth-16, Oliver still became the era, but he never saw Sarah Lance again, or Sarah actually did die on Earth in the gamut sinking. Tommy specifically said that he was uh, he, he, uh, that his Earth Laurel was his wife, making me think he's from another Earth, not Earth-1, Tommy. Quinn and Amico, both of them made me think that they were resurrected, or Oliver changed the timeline for Earth-1 so they didn't die in the first place. Quinn kind of gave me the impression that he may remember dying versus how Moore refers to her death as another Moore died. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what I say. I think, I think we even specifically call out I know Quentin, uh, and but Amico's another good good case, right? Like I feel like this is one where those are two that I think Oliver felt like um, those were on him. Those were things that he could change well, on his Earth. I also think that maybe maybe the same thing as the other because Quentin knew he was supposed to be dead. True. In the conversation. True. And we didn't spend any time with Amico aside from the funeral. So I, I, I see I both 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 theories play. But if we're going to keep it consistent, I think it's more the latter of he plugged him from another timeline, threw him in his earth, said, "Hey, we're ch- you died here, you ain't dying here no more, and here's your memories back." Right. Um, there were some flaws in the finale. Ragman, really, how dare he said Oliver and Renee were similar? The man literally created the entire universe, spat on Oliver's grave. One, Oliver is not a snitch. Two, he'd never go down after one kick to the chest. There are reasons why everyone leaving Star City after Renee announced that he was going to be mayor. Valid point. Also, we also know there's no crime for 20 years. True. Yeah. Yes. So he did something right, and this is coming from the king of Renee Slander. Yes. Because <laughs> honestly, and forever, fuck that fucking snitch. Right. Fuck that snitch. Uh, we got Thea and Roy back, but they don't get to beat on anyone. No Thea sword play. No unnecessary Roy flips. No robot, robot arm punch. I will say I'm I'm okay with not having the sword play or even the robot arm punch. I do kind of feel bad. Like I feel like at the, at, when they ask around, uh, anybody have any last word? I feel like Roy should have just not said a word, but just like did an unnecessary Roy flip, and people would have been like, Oliver would have hated that. Thank you. Oliver would have hated that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would like that. Um, this is saying she had no feelings for Oliver, not even friendship. He cut off, um, he cut off Malcolm's arm for her. He didn't even want to fight, but. He was like, all right, I'm, I'm subbing in for this challenge and getting my wife that Rachel cool title. I still say Nissa was the number one wife for Oliver, chronology and ranking. Look, she didn't care that Oliver slept with other women and didn't care that Oliver had another wife. She definitely is the spell you bring on the field with. You bring her on the field with it. She isn't jealous of your exes because she wants to sleep with them too. At least Sarah. <laughs> I mean, also, I think the reason why she said that, it, it goes back to what she was saying to, to Talia, right? Like, her feeling, she might have had, like, I don't know if it was friendship, but a respect for Oliver. But you got to remember, their, their marriage was forced on her by her father. And, yeah. and, and everything her father did, like, was, was to spite her. So, yeah, I can see her saying, I had no feelings for him. I mean, maybe, I, I don't think she was, I don't. I don't think she meant in, in, in a friendship term, but get remember the context of that was Tyler was saying that was your husband. She's like, no, he wasn't. I mean, yeah, technically, but like we didn't have no, that. Really- said the marriage was a race, which it was. Yeah. It was annulled. Yeah. So it's like, that wasn't, that wasn't what they were. Like, and then, and, and I appreciate the fact that they did have Sarah show right there and just kind of acknowledge that, that that's her real, that's her beloved. Right. You know, yeah. she's with, she's with Ava right now. Okay. But you know, out of town rules, right? Like that happens in time travel. Wow! I'm just, I mean, I mean, one time for old sake. Artificial human being. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Oh. So is it? Is it cheating if your wife? You if you sci-fi, bro. No, you don't. <laughs> right? What's wrong with shit? I'm just, you know, I got questions. I got questions. Um, I guarantee Sarah's had those. Sarah's got answers at least in her own head. Yes. It don't count. Um, <laughs> we don't get to see how Dinah got kidnapped or taken to the future. I think that's on purpose. I don't think that was a flaw. I think that was, I think it was done on purpose because between this and, and I actually appreciate the fact that they did the final arrow episode after we saw that green arrows and canary uh, backdoor pilot, because now we have more questions, right? It's like, wait, they didn't now we have proof that they weren't going to be answered. Like we have unanswered questions. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So I, I appreciate that. 
Um, and then that's not a ring or a lantern that Diggle found. That's a stone jewelry box with a green glow inside. Come on, DC. They gave you the privilege of putting the so-called Flash from DCEU in the Arrowverse. We couldn't even get a shot of the actual ring. Hey, you got to take what you got. No, no, no. Yeah. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back on that. The first time I see the ring is to be on the screen. That's valid. That's valid. It, well, you know what it can be? It can be like the MacGuffin from uh, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what's in the briefcase? Like what's in the box? Yeah. You'll see what's in the box. You need to see what's in the box. Yeah. Yeah. Or since the hunger here tonight, he's going to Metropolis and don't really want to be fucked with. This, this, this is this is one this is this is one of those like, you know what? I appreciate I appreciate the subtlety. I just you know if, if they'd done nothing, we'd be furious. Right. If exactly. They it all the way we would have been ecstatic, the between lets them grow. Because here, them, come on, come on. Where's the next place to go? Yeah. Here's the thing, I'm not gonna lie. Freaking towards the end of this episode, I'm like, God damn it, where's do you guys didn't get Oliver didn't give Diggle no power, no nothing. What the fuck is going on? He heard what he heard what fucking Barry Allen from Earth ninety said. Where's your fucking power ring? Like, what the fuck's going on here? And then I saw that shit in the sky. I was like, oh thank God, thank God. Like I'm I'm good. I, like, I, I was like, my man Oliver got you. I guarantee the inside of that box says, I got you, bro. Right? <laughs> I got you, Oliver signed Oliver. Right? I got you, bro. <laughs> well, honestly. We get if you know, I think I don't know if Arrow and Canaries have ordered a series yet, but if it does, wouldn't wouldn't um Connor realize that his or not Connor, but JJ realized that his father was the green fucking lantern? I'm just saying. That should come up. Should come up. Should come up. So But if he's been off world on oh he's like honor guard, now I'm getting into like deep green lantern stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've I've clearly ever thought that. Ah, uh, yes. As we all have. I'm very excited about it. Hope you all didn't mind my long my email being long. Thanks again for all the work and research you put in to make your podcast great. No, thank you. And we appreciate those emails. So, uh, let's see. Let me go into the mailbag. Let's see. Where was the one for? Wait. Oh, here it is. This is one from uh, Karen from Black Eye Tips. Hey, y'all. Hey. I just want to say that I have been I have been here from the start of the Super Tuesday, from, from the start of Super Tuesday recap, and I have loved every minute of it. Arrow was the start of my live action uh, CW comic book viewing. Oliver Queen will always be my green arrow. When I talk about comics, I always use the show as a reference. I love the world that was built in the journey I've always I've been through with Oliver. Oliver went from a stone cold killer in a bag wig to learning how to, to do things to the crew, to learning from his mistakes, to helping others learn from theirs, to being a husband, a father, from saying, yes, I killed them niggas and I loved it. It still ended up being a <laughs> motherfucking God. Your faith can never. Like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry. That fl- I'm sorry. I just got to keep going back to it. That flashback reminded me how much of a fucking thug. Oliver Queen was like I just a fucking serial like, <laughs> like I was watching that like I was watching just that them just go through this and like you said he was double tapping motherfuckers with arrows for no fucking reason and I'm like you know what Quinn had a point like I'm I'm not you saying psychopath <laughs> they got lists and it wasn't even his list it was somebody else's bro like, I got a second hand list Are you got an investigation second- nope. I got a second hand list. This is my guy. Oh my god, yo! I'm just, yo. He was such a fucking thug. I'm like, I, I like, you know, you know, Quentin saying, you know, when I first met, you know, I blamed Oliver, my son, but I, I chased him, hunted him. I was wrong. I was like, mm, kind of wrong though. He was kind of a serial killer. Like it, it was kind of a problem. It was kind of a problem. There's a lot of bodies, you know. He kept the morgue. He kept he kept the mortician in in in, in uh. Uh, rich <laughs> that first two years of uh, of air. putting my kid through college. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I have loved every moment of the show, and I hate to see it go, but I can't wait to see what they do next. I would love to see Diggle drop in on Black Lightning from time to time. Who's that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know, you know, Diggle, Diggle was the only one that actually kind of acknowledged <laughs> Jefferson. So Yo, I, I'm, I'm Diggle will walk out of that episode, be like, the ghetto, the ghetto. <laughs> So, a Berlantine company mentioned that um, David Ramsey is going to be part of the universe. If they didn't mention it in front of the camera, they said we've loved what we've done directing wise. So, it's going to be interesting to see because that's another thing that's happened here is that the long running nature of these series has empowered a lot of these actors to go behind the camera. Yeah, he directed a couple episodes. He, he directed yeah, like, like everyone did, like Katie yeah. Cassidy did. Uh, right. I believe Amel did as well. Like, it's going to be interesting to see how they incorporate those ties because. For me, that's a that counts. Yeah. If Dan Ramsey directs them so the Flash doesn't appear, that counts as a crossover for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I think that's also the thing that's been, um, like you said. I mean, I'm not glad you brought that up because that that's something that we kind of 
haven't talked a lot about. I mean, when, when we found out that they, one of them directed an episode, we bring it up. But you're right. I mean, that's a big opportunity, you know, for an actor to kind of get out of there and, and now get behind the camera and actually sit in that director chair and, and work that. That opens up other opportunities for you later on down the road. So this show didn't just give people, you know, careers and opportunities, you know, for for acting, but like all kinds of, of, of insight into how to do a show and honestly a lot of those episodes were good <laughs> like it, it wasn't it not just do a show like the long running nature is so rare in today's television mm-hmm. that we got to see things like knocking point which is uh uh amel's wine we got to see like the charities they started like it's so cool to see a character get tied with a place for so long or an actor get tied with a character for so long mm-hmm. they're able to incorporate other facets of it i just this is something that's like it's the same way I felt when I watched uh Indian. It's like mm-hmm. we just watched the end of something very rare. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Oliver Wright, I couldn't have asked for a better ending in the show. I would have watched forever. Thank you for both making this trip in the arrow world. So much fun. I can't wait to see what you all do next, Karen from the Black Eye Tips. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's been it's been it's been such a great, great uh great thing and opportunity to watch this. Like I said, like we said on the review, it's like it also doesn't feel like the end, right? It's like mm-hmm. you we did the show, like they did the show, we watched it, uh it came the series came to an end, but like they're still answered there's still questions that we know we're gonna get answers to in some form, right? And so um yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what they do next with this. So it, it's been great, you know. Uh sad to see it go, but I'm 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 confident that we'll have some other things going on. Um with it so uh let's see so i'm gonna do Amani's email first just because uh he also talks about arrow uh so man this month has been a, a long year <laughs> it really has uh but i appreciate y'all appreciate y'all for bringing us another black uh black lightning slander thread i mean mailbag hey listen before, before you get into this money love you keep sending emails an hour before record <laughs> keep trying <laughs> Yo, I, I want to know how you, how you, how did you figure, how did you know? I can we say it this time. I was not like, record at 10. Nope. No one's right. Time like, you record. literally got it in 55 minutes before we recorded this one. Like, that was cutting it close. Yeah, that's a. You, all right, Mopa. I see you. know <laughs> that we know. Um. They gave they gave Diggle the motherfucking ring. I was also to talk all about all incredible things for Lanty managed to make happen with Crisis, but they really saved the finale for us. End of an era, man. But this is a last minute email, so I'm sure y'all got gotten to all this already. You know why I'm here, and yes, we know why you're here. And um, I, I made when I saw that you had written about this, I made Deepom. Uh, Deepom went and go and watch this and watch the trailer. I forgot it came out yesterday. We talked about it on Wednesday. Yeah. I forgot it came out yesterday because. I watched like the Kobe Lakers thing, which was just gunning. Uh, yeah, I, I've been avoiding all that. I can't. I can't. Oh, yeah. I, I I watched part of the the thing last night before the game. The fact that they made them do mingle play a game after that shit, I was like, yeah. that was a funeral. Yeah, no. They got a forty minute funeral. Like, all right, go play basketball. No, 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 no. no. Uh, but yeah, I watched the trailer right before you recorded this. Mother of God. We're talking about the fast, uh, fast nine, y'all. You, you know what you're talking about. Dog Dom caught a car with his bare, hit, bare hands while standing on top of another moving car. I thought that was seen. We, we, Spider Man now. It's who? It's one. It's somebody. It's some muscle head. But, no, but, but once you like, so I didn't see Hobbs and Shaw yet. I'm just. It's just been a very busy year for me. You're not missing much. But but they introduced real life superpowers, right? True. So, <clears throat> what are the odds that John Cena has been augmented? Eh, you're right. It could Not be. just from his hairline, because, bro, we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah. Uh, I've seen you in the ring. And they're already putting rockets on cars. You know the next step is space. You know, I, I so when I saw the rocket on that fucking car, I immediately thought to myself, they're hearing us. They're going to space yeah, at some point. When I saw the rocket on the car, I saw that nigga in the red Marty McFly vest. I was like, are we about to time travel? <laughs> Yo, we might. We might. And I'm like, I think we might have time traveled. <sighs> The great American franchise is back. At this point, the only way I'd be disappointed if the, if the Rock doesn't show up for a Fast 10 riding a T-Rex from Jurassic Park. We made it all the way back. Listen. Amani, look. <laughs> let me express them to you. Wouldn't they give us Rock Cena 3 at WrestleMania in two years? The movie will drop the next day. 
there's gonna be so much corporate fucking synergy behind this shit. So, so I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna disagree. It's going to be the movie, like they're gonna, like Ooh. WrestleMania. It's gonna be part Ooh. of the fucking movie at this point. <laughs> So, so did Vin Diesel be like, all right, I need someone I can beat up who's not good, who doesn't have more pull than me. The Rock clearly does. Right. Where's the next wrestler? <laughs> what other wrestler wants to be an actor? And why did you call Batista? Right. I mean, I don't know. I, ethnic for whatever ethnicity Don well, Toretto is. Now. Yeah, we have no. So, first of all, I do. Because that was the first question Deepop had for me. I was like, hey, first question. What race is Don Toretto? Nobody knows. He's just that. I thought he was Hispanic. Well, the truth of the matter is, I don't know what 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 ethnicity is Vin Diesel. That's a great question. Like, I don't know. He's just this ambiguous, quote unquote, that's white guy. Like, I don't know what he is. Don't think the press be loud and ignorant. I think that not too quick. Vin Diesel. I wonder if it says race. Race. Because there's a. I live my ethnicity a quarter mile at a time. Okay, he never knew his biological father. Of course he didn't. His mother is white, and his adopted father is African-American. He considers himself a person of color. Chris. Fuck it. <laughs> I'll allow it. Fuck he it. just said he doesn't know. So, so. His answer is, I don't even know. I'll have the Toronto's being Puerto Rican. So, so, so does that make, does this make, does that make Fast and Furious? Don Cena and Don Toretto very Italian. Does this, does this make the Fast and Furious saga a block franchise? No, no, this is the godfather for our day. (laughs) This is just a bunch of Italians and fast cars. Yo, wait, isn't Justin Lin back to direct this one? Uh, let's take a look. I think, I think he is. We're great man. I think we, I think I think he is. Yeah, Justin Lin is back, baby. Oh, we is back. Han is back. So the Rock might show up. But what I'm saying is, Ugh. don't look. This is going to be like Tim's going to be the crazy one, obviously. But nine's about to be some shit. Yo, Justin Lin is there on out here pulling strings, man. Just Justin Lin doing cameos and trailers. Justin Lin is back. Han is back. This movie comes out the day after my birthday, nigga. We is back all the way. Oh my god. This is amazing. Yeah, the scene of Wings is going to be really distracting. Oh, it's... But yeah. Like, scene has been losing up top for, like, five years now. <laughs> like, straight up Moonroo style. And, like... Oh, my God. The hair they gave him, it's like they killed 2011 Bradley Cooper and stole his hair. <laughs> they called up Arrow and were like, hey, we heard you're in the show. What do you got to do with all those wigs? And they said, like, never mind. We're time traveling at someone else's. <laughs> Oh my god. Like the so entire what's the most ridiculous part of that trailer for you. Because for me it is Johnson's hair. I mean I don't can there be only one ridiculous thing in the trailer? It's a great it's a perfect answer. I mean, because like right there's in. like the stealth bomber catching the John Cena's car. Yeah, then, and then and then and then and then Dom what doing like a grapple what it was what I don't even know what he was trying to do with the end. I don't. I don't even. I don't get it. I don't. It just. It's follow, so follow ridiculous. Follow up question. Follow up question. When Ludacris joined this franchise, <laughs> he was running a small race. Correct. Yes. He's a race promoter. How many classes of learning annex has it taken for Ludacris to become master hacker? Uh, like I'm, you know what? I I believe, uh, this should be boot camp. What the fuck? Th- this should be like a um, you know, they really need to partner with like I don't know, like Phoenix, <laughs> Phoenix, Phoenix Online or something like that. <laughs> It'd be like, see what happens YouTube when you can... can go from running free races to hacking systems, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, look, I love this franchise. I I love how ridiculous it is. Um. I, I do say the couple that have happened without Justin Lin, the last couple that happened, have they still been enjoyable? I'm I'm taking Hobbs and Shaw out of it. Uh, they've been enjoyable, but they were missing something. Justin Lin being back for this uh, and adding that normal ridiculousness of the Fast series has me super excited for this one. I think we're going to be all the way back. Charlize Theron is back in this. I loved her character before. Um, and it, it's, got, it's got all the pieces. It's got all the pieces to, to, to be great. And yes, it's ridiculous, but... <clears throat> 
Well, look at it like this. I mean, I made the joke before about it being a black franchise, but like this is a very diverse cast, and the amount of money they make on these is up there with, you know, like they make billions of dollars off of this franchise. And it's not like they're the Transformer franchise where they would make them and they kind of sucked, you know? Like that's the, not what I complain about this franchise. They haven't stopped the Transformer franchise. Yeah. These movies are so good. They should have been like Michael Bay's or cease and desist. Stop using cars in a way that doesn't work. <laughs> right. Like I Yeah, I'm really Yeah. I've it, seen what you've done for others, Lord. Yeah. So give Justin Lin a Transformers movie and tell him no humans. I mean yeah. This is gonna tie into one of our later emails, but I'm also rereading uh, more than the CI right now, so I'm not the person to talk to. Yeah. Um I'm getting uh speaking of this right now, because I mean we can go go right into um oh actually no, there's more emails. I'm sorry. We were just yeah. going into so I'll come back to this. I want to come back to the Transformer thing because there was an announcement of something that I'm very confused by. So we'll The two movies? Yeah. Uh, they're confused too. Well, let's do this right now. We'll come back to these emails real quick because it is tied to this. My thing was so Travis Knight is not attached to these two movies. He's the one that did their Bumblebee movie, which I have my issue with Bumblebee, but it still like was a step in the right direction. I've heard I th- enough good things from people who know what they're talking about for me to trust you guys. I'm still not gonna watch. No, and I don't think you should. I mean, well, I'll tell you this: I think you should watch the first mm, ten minutes. I've seen that clip on YouTube. Okay, that's that's all you need. That's all you need. And that right there to me was like, you give the guy who does that, you give him, you 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 put it into his hands. You step out of the way. You let you let him do what he needs to do. I don't know what they're. No, I don't. This doesn't make any sense to me. Why don't? Why aren't you? And I understand that movie didn't make a lot of money, <clears throat> but it also didn't make a lot of money because one, they threw where they threw it at, and they didn't. You know, it was coming off of like the last night, the last the last Transformer movie they did. It. I. I, I just. Yeah, it's coming from. Uh, uh, Joby Harold, who co-wrote upcoming Zack Snyder zombie movie Army of Dead, and James Ban- Vanderbilt, who's best known for writing David Fincher's Zodiac, uh, they're writing the scripts for these. Um, so I don't know, maybe they will bring Travis Knight in to direct. Um, but oh, but wait, Harold also wrote Guy Ritchie's King Arthur: Legend of the Sword, which oh, God damn it, no. How bad is that? Huh? I heard that was terrible. It is absolutely terrible. I guess. Guy Ritchie's new movie, uh, The Gentleman, is actually really good, but it's in, uh, that's his wheelhouse. He's good for that kind of stuff. He's not good. Oh, with all the dudes in that cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's cool. Oh, yeah, I've seen the fuck out of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So these are just the writers, so maybe they will bring in Travis Knight to do some of this, but, like, I don't know, man. I'm, Chris, I've Chris, always Chris, been... Chris, yeah. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. You and I have been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. Can you remember the other times famously in film history when going in two separate directions at the same time has ever worked out? Remember the story of the two popes or the two quarterbacks who led their two their one team in the Super Bowl? What the fuck is happening? Oh no, I'm just realized this. This is concurrent development. Like, oh, this yeah. is dumb. Yo. Oh, this is this is dumb. So I thought they were just I thought they just hired the, yeah, both of these guys to work together. No, 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 sir. They write <sighs> Yeah, that's all kind of that's, that's it's all dumb. But this is where it gets super dumb, like irresponsibly dumb. God damn it! God damn it! What? Are you... <sighs> Hope is a lie. Hope is a lie. <laughs> That's all I got on that one. That's all I got on that one. So That's all you need, man. That's all I need. So, all right, let me get back to these emails. Uh, let's see here. We got that one. Um, let's do Golden Age first. So. Here, Sofa King writes in, my first, que- my first question for this month's mailbag is, once again, based on my Savage Drag- Dragon fandom. Uh, in recent years, Larson has incorporated a character from Golden Age Comics, Captain Tootsie, uh, as an occasional guest character for his series due to the character having been reverted to public domain. Are there any Golden Age characters that either of you would like to see interact for a story arc with a modern age character? And if so, who and with whom? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't really have any. Do you? So, I thought about this, and it doesn't work largely. Mm-hmm. Like they did the um, the Shadow Batman series didn't really work. Mm. The Green Hornet Batman series didn't really work. It's I would like to see one of these like um, I'm trying to think of old buddy's name, 
like, even like a Sergeant Rock or something like that, or like if you were to reboot them and put them in current continuity, I think it would work. I think that it's tough to do honor to the characters for what they meant then because they're just not as fleshed out to stand up thematically to these more realized, full-figured full characters. Well, there's that, and there's also the characters that we knew and love, a lot of them came from those characters, right? And that's the second part, is that since as inspirations, as inspirations are evolutions. Right. So it's tough to say, oh, I'd love to see this guy with the proto-version of himself. Mm-hmm. So... I, I, I'm sure Larson's doing it well because Larson stays in this lane and lives in his wheelhouse and does the things he does well. I don't have anything I'm burning to see. Um, the ones I did like to want to see, they've kind of done. They did the new Invaders where they brought Jim Hammond back to the modern day. Um, technically, any Captain America story is this story. Technically. True. Technically. Um, and you see it's tough because if the character worked, they just kept updating it. If yeah. It worked, they let it go. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that was uh, that was the thing about DC. DC, a lot of those characters that came and they came. It was their show. Their show here, you know. So if they work. They're still around, you know. Yeah. So, so we're not copying out on your question. I don't think. I think we answered it. I think. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I honestly, I saw the ones they've already done. Like, I, and my biggest problem is just coming into the idea of, you know, you. They're, like you said, they're proto, the proto version of the characters we already know, love and know. So it's like when you see that, you're kind of like, yeah, but I kind of like Batman, or I kind of like this character better, you know. So yeah, I don't know. Um, the second question is famously appropriate from an episode of J. M. Miles that I listened to recently. Which currently or historically uh, heroic character would you like to get a face heel turn for, excluding excluding characters who have already had significant storylines where that happened, like Hal Jordan. The character does not have to be redeemed at the end of the story arc. Um, hmm. Let's see. Good face heel turn. The answer is obviously Reed Richards. So I thought about that, but I, I but feel they've like they've done it with they've done it with the maker. And, then, and that's what I'm going to say. I was like, I, I, I feel like Reed, Reed Richards, they've done him not only with the maker, but also like the council uh, uh, Reed Richards. So it's like right. you kind of have both of that there already. Um. I was thinking, like, and they, the problem is, like, I think for the characters I would like to see, they've kind of sort of already done it a little bit, like, there. Um, you could kind of say maybe Charles Xavier a little bit. Um, yeah. But they've kind of already... Next, which no one read but me. But right. But they've kind of they kind of already done that kind of stuff already. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like... I feel like anyone that would be interesting, they've they've kind of already done. Like, Batman, Right. This whole ending of uh, Tom King's Batman run, you had we already had seen um, Flashpoint Batman Thomas Wayne, but the end of uh, end of uh, Tom King's run really has him kind of making a heel turn and going not just an extreme Batman, but he's kind of evil, right? And so, yeah, it's true. We haven't seen Barry Allen, right? We've done Wally, but Barry Allen's never been hmm like a like a real dark Barry Allen. Or uh, we've seen Guy. We've never seen John Stewart, really. What if Dinah broke back? You said Dinah? I meant to say Diana, but either one really works. Well, you kind of seen. Well, you kind of seen. You kind of seen. Huh? We saw it in one arc in Justice League: The Burning. Joe Kelly, Doug Mankey. For who? The fact that I remember both those names is fucking crazy. For what? For um, uh? For Wonder Woman? No, for um, for John. For John, yeah, I was gonna say for one, the one arc in JLA where he becomes a burning Martian, takes over the world. Mm. But like, it shows you, like, in during the arc, Clark's like, "There's only one being on this planet I'm scared of, and it's no one in this room. It's fucking John Jones." Mm-hmm. And because in the in in the arc, I'll just do a little that third foot view. He conquers his fear of a fire, which was actually biologically put in place by the Guardians because the burning Martians were a blight on the universe. Mm. And he erases that and basically becomes one of the um, last scenes is he sets off a bomb in the city, a nuke in a city of like 30,000 people. And you get to watch Wally West run every person out individually before the bomb can hit. Mm. Because the flash is fucking bad. Like it's one of those things where I'm like, I love the flash. That's awesome. (laughs) It's like, as soon as I slow down, I got all 30,000 people out. 
And the first thing I hear is Batman in my ear. What's taking so long? <laughs> Batman's a dick. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, think, I think it's a great question because I think John Johns is actually, it's terrifying. He's a telepath of all power of Superman. Mm-hmm. Shape-shifting, intangibility. It's John Jones, and it's not, and it's really not close. Right. As I'm talking it out, like, yeah, that's, it's one of those skill sets that you're like, oh, no, we are good and well fucked. Right. Um, I was going to say somebody else. Yeah, we kind of seen Wonder Woman already, and like, some of these we've seen, we've seen already, um, mm-hmm. and, um, I, I think, I think there's, a, I think it's always an interesting thing, right, when you take uh villains and you you make them heroes and then you take heroes and you make them villains that's always something that's interesting for for writers to do and um it, it really kind of depends if you do it you can do it really fun in continuity um but it's it's harder but when you do things like again we've had so many things like in uh uh these these non-canon stories that work out really well um and and those are always interesting as well um because you can really then play those characters are and what they what what they mean, right? right? Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think I think John Jones that would be a good one. I can't think of anybody um, who who from Marvel would be because I mean you got to think about it. You did we we did we recently did Captain America, right? And we saw how right. great that one turned right. out, right? So, oh man, it's yeah. Peter? Is it Pete? You said what now? Peter Parker. Oh, that would be, mm. yeah, that would be, a, yeah, you know what, Spider-Man, a bad Spider-Man, that would actually be. Because he is that smart. Yeah, because even, even when we got, because even when you did Spider-Man 4 and you had him, uh, you had uh, Octavius there, Otto was trying to do good, right? right. Trying to, he's right? Trying to prove he's better Spider-Man. He's trying to prove he's a better Spider-Man. You never actually had a, what if you had Peter Parker and Peter Parker said, you know, fuck that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> with great power must also come great responsibility. He's like, with great power means more fucking money. Fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah, if Peter Parker broke bad, it'd be a real problem. Yeah, because you have a, you have a, you have a really a really smart guy, super inventor, and 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 these powers. Yeah, and the knowledge of his friends, and the knowledge of his friends. Yeah, that would be actually a really interesting story to tell. So. All right, there you go. We've got some answers. There you go. Um, yeah, thank you for the email. Um. Here we go. A last one. Uh, Tony says, "I hey guys, I'm collecting some comics on my iPad for my U.S. visit to uh, my U.S. visit in late February, uh, Australia to East East Coast U.S. 18 hours. Unfortunately, I cannot sleep on the plane, so I watch mo- a movie or two, listen to podcasts, and read. The plan so far is to reread a few story arcs such as Secret Invasion. Therefore, I need more reading material for the flight. I mean, for the travel." Recently, a book about com- uh, mo- recently a movie about comic book characters' origin story quote was nominated for an Oscar Best Film. So I thought about reading some villain or- story arcs for the flight. Would you have any suggestions for good story arcs for any villains? Please forgive me if you if you have uh, please forgive me if you have suggested any of the story arcs recently. Oh, we always love doing this kind of stuff, so it's always fun. Yeah. Um, so, so here's the thing. So again, it kind of ties into the one we just had there. Do you want story arcs or villains as being villains, or do you want them where they've kind of been kind of done some good? You know, I've got mine. I've got both for mine. Yeah, I got, I got both for mine too. So you go ahead. So one of mine, of course, I'm also rereading it right now. Is more than meets the eye because you're going to feel bad for Space Hill. <laughs> you don't want to, but you will. Um, who else? I really enjoyed, um, like Jeff Johnson's entire run on the flash was while he was through the lens of the villains. Mm-hmm. So that's always, I think that's going to be a good one. Like the spotlight, the rogue spotlights and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think there's a run, uh, the, the JSA run. And I'll try to get you some issue numbers. If you tweet me at the palm six, six, where they show you Black Adam's origin story. Dude, we do not talk. I literally no, have that on my list. Because we covered it when we did the Black Adam. So if you listen to our Black Adam character corner, you'll find uh, the Black Adam uh, issue numbers for that. But yeah, that was, that's a really good one to really get into. That's where I got my villain agenda from uh, dealing with Black Adam. So that's a really good one. And if you're looking for arcs to read, uh, the entire Time Runs Out arc uh, yep. in the Secret Wars, which is uh, Hickman just basically doing whatever he wanted. 
Yeah. Um, more than me, see, I already suggested this new X Men run. I don't know what's happening, but I love it. <laughs> Look, there's not one part of it I don't. Yeah. So grab a book and just, yeah. Um, Snyder Capullo's Batman run, Tom King's Batman run, um, the, the Green Arrow run we're about to talk about. <laughs> about yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. There's a lot of good books. Uh, I would say if you're looking for stuff that we were ecstatic about, go to our Pulse episodes. Yeah. Because that's where we really get into kind of what is current and kind of reaching us and mattering a lot to us. So that's, and it's, I don't think that's kind of either. I think it's just the honesty, just kind of, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, there's a lot of good books. So um, for me, uh, specifically for villains, I have uh, a Cullen Bunn's uh, Magneto run mm, is really good. Book. That's a great book. It's like 25 issues. Um, and uh, that really gets you in there. And again, it's one of those books where he's not being a, he's not being a villain, but he's kind of dealing with his villain past. Um, the Star Wars books have been really good. So you have the two Vader books. I have uh, Vader down on my list. Yeah, yeah those, are, those are really good. The, the, I don't think they're both 25 issues each, both of those runs. So the first Vader, uh, one of the Vader runs is dealing with Vader in between A New Hope and Empire. Another one is happens right after uh, episode three. So read both of those books are really good. Uh, the four issue Darth Maul mini is also good. Um, and I'm just starting it now, but uh, Dr. Afra, the Dr. Afra book, like I, I count that as a villain. <laughs> She's not really a hero. So um, throw that in there as well. So, um, but yeah, uh, I also have to win the, the Hickman Fantastic Four run. Because it has a yeah. lot of doom, it has a lot of doom in it, and it also if you're going to read Times right now, then you should read also the Hickman Fantastic Four. Great one. Because, um, it has a lot of doom in there. Um, I was thinking about this also. It's not kind of there's not a run for it, but it, you you mentioned it when you were talking about the Jeff Johns uh, Flash run and how it's from the eyes of the villain. They do have the the villain, the rogue spotlight, but there's also like the origin of Zoom in there, and that got me thinking. It's like I would really love, like. A, a a zoom or a, and maybe they've done it, I just haven't found it a zoom or even a reverse flash thon uh mini where it's like from their point of view where because they both think they're the heroes of the story and I would love just a mini series from their point of view of I'm doing this to make the flash a hero because it I I feel like it would be really um evil <laughs> it would be so yeah. evil. Uh, but good because I mean they're both they both had this idea that they're not really villains, you know. So, um, would love to see both of those in there. So, um, cool. And like I said, like like D Palm said, the pull list or any of the stuff that we've we've talked about on any of the character corners, there's plenty of stuff there. Um, there's uh, I know we did a Lex Luthor episode, and so there's some good stuff for Lex in there. Um, what other villains have we done? Uh, they're not really arcs. We did Doom. Yeah, we did Doom. Doom. So actually, yeah, there is some. There's some good. There's some really good Doom stuff. Uh, outside of just the, the Hickman run as well. So yeah, check all that stuff out. It you trust me, you'll have more than enough uh uh reading material for the flight to and back. So uh, check all those stuff. That's uh, also, if you just really want to get lost in the universe, uh, Invincible. There's a lot of villain origin stories there. It's pretty self-contained. Hmm. In yep. some ways, it's its own villain origin story. Don't read Nemesis. <laughs> Mark Millar is like the guy who wears all white. It's supposed to be a villain. It's really bad. Don't read that. <laughs> all right. I guarantee you Google this. Like, that's going to come up. So just don't read that. <laughs> all right. Let's get into some, some of these short uh, news stories we got here. Uh, we already covered the... Uh, let's look with comics right now. There were, there were some... some Comic announcements we, we saw here. Uh, one was DC teases a Wonder Woman-led metal sequel by Snyder and Capullo. Uh, DC has released new art and key details for a sequel to Scott Snyder and uh, Greg Capullo's uh, Dark Knight Metal. Um, the, the teaser shared by DC Nation and Scott Snyder on Twitter contains Wonder Woman and Captain Reed get ready for the encore. However, the same image shared by uh, Capullo offers more details, including what key storylines lead to the unnamed event. So... Um, Seems like we're not done. And nope. like, does she have like a? Is that like a chainsaw with the? Huh. This it's going just... to be awesome. Apparently, it's like the capstone of all their larger DC stuff. Mm. I don't know. Did you read the um the Batman Mackie series? No. Last time on Earth. No. 
So it's three issues, they're oversized issues, and it's really good. It's really good. It's kind of their final word on Batman. And I would suggest everyone give that one a shot. Isn't that the one where he has like the 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 Joker's Joker's head? head? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I gotta check that out. I know what you're gonna say. Yes, that's exactly one. Um, not to be outdone, Marvel over here uh has Jason Aaron talking about a world shaking Moon Knight arc. Um so you son of a bitch, I'm in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this April Avengers Theory 3 will feature the, the first story arc uh the first story in an arc being heralded as the age of uh was that Kushu? Kunshu? How do you say that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> a story writer, a story writer, Jason Aaron says he's wanted to tell for years. So here's the thing: when Jason Aaron tells you this is a story he's been waiting to tell for years, just buckle in. Yeah. Just buckle in. We're in a new blog post on a site that writer teases the batch of issues as a world-shaking, face-breaking story. If you ever wanted to see Moon Knight at his most badass, taking on the, the most uh, powerful and primordial mortal forces of the Marvel Universe with his, his moon power fury, then this is the world-shaking, face-breaking arc for you. You said I'm a bitch, I'm in. Okay. Like, <laughs> this, was, this is it. This is what he said he wants to give us. And- I am here to. Are you reading his his Justice League or his um Avengers? Um, I I I I'm way behind. I'm I way caught behind. up this weekend, bro. You're doing all big ideas. God, there's so much. No half seven. There's so many. There's so many good books and so many. <sighs> Brand new Golden Age, man. It's just too much. It's too much. <laughs> too much. <laughs> Oh man, it's—I don't know. I again, I'm—it it really is. It—it's a horrible time to be a nerd with a budget, but it's a great time yes. to be a nerd. Great time, to be, time a nerd. to be a nerd's wallet, but yeah. a great time to be a nerd. In general. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm gonna save this one. Let me do this one because me and you talked about this a little bit. I don't know if you even made the the cut of the era episode. We were talking about this. Um, could we have brought this up last time? We were talking about Margot Robbie uh, and Bird to Prey over Gotham City Sirens. So she did an interview and answers that question. And let's see where did she get. Um, I'm trying to see if I can get the direct quote from her. Um. But basically, she thought it would be a great platform to introduce some of these other female characters in, into the DC, right? Um, probably can do Gotham, Gotham, Cinema, uh, Gotham City Sirens at any point, because obviously you got, you know, uh, Harley, uh, um, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman. I mean, those are pretty easy to get in. If you're trying to do Birds of Prey, you want to get in characters like Huntress or uh, Cassandra Kane and things like that. I mean, it's probably a little bit... Probably a harder sell. Shouldn't be probably a harder sell at WB. So Margot's using her 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 pull and is getting these characters in there. So you know what? I respect it. I respect it. Oh, hundred percent. Like use your power to do what you want made. She's pulling a Ryan Reynolds from uh, Deadpool. Well, it's it's, it's a Ryan Reynolds from Deadpool. It's, it's a Ryan Reynolds from Deadpool. It's a it's a Robert Downey Jr. From the MCU, and and I'll say this because uh, everybody knows I've kind of been like on some. We'll see with this movie, um, and I have not been happy with the way they promote it. It's been it's gotten better, um, but I'll say this yeah. like I'll say this, and I think this is one of the things uh, that is a good sign for WB going forward. You're seeing actors and actresses like Margot, like um, uh, Jason Levy, uh, who are really into their characters and are committed to the role. And something you saw with something like, like you said, Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, Robert Downey Jr. And shit, all the Marvel cast, right? You need that. And that's something we've mentioned before about some of these, uh, like when you see, you know, you sometimes see Henry Cavill or you see when you were seeing Ben Affleck talk about their characters, you kind of see them going like, yeah, kind of, you know, this is kind of there. They didn't feel like they, it didn't feel like a part of it. Like Margot right. seems like she's not interested in not just herself, but also kind of making sure that the other characters and other women who are playing these characters are also getting that shine as well. Knowing that she's knowing that everybody's coming there to see her, she's also not just making it about her. Um, she could, 
and she could. But I, but I think that not doing that is part of what made the MCU great. It's what makes it's, it's what makes you. And if you're gonna make a franchise like this, you have to do this way. You have to. You have to pull. You have to pull. It has to be a family. You know, to steal it from you know, uh, Fast Series, my familia. It's got to be that shit. So <laughs> but it's got to. It's got to be that way, right? You know, we forget. Fire that, the grill, get the Coronas. Well, you, you're <laughs> gonna make a movie franchise. Well, remember, you know, remember after the first Avengers movie and the other Avengers cast hadn't weren't making as much as money as Robert Downey Jr. for obvious reasons. But Robert Downey Jr. helped them with their negotiation to make sure they got they sure. got more money. Right, you need that. It it can't just be coming in, do the job, and then leaving after that. Right? If you're gonna be these heroes and connect these characters, you got to connect that way. And so, seeing Margot say this, having this understanding that what her power is at WB and to get these movies made, and knowing that she could have, you know, done Gotham City Siren and been fine, but then these other characters uh, probably never would have seen the light of day. Because how many times have we seen DC say that you're gonna do a movie and then you never hear anything about that movie ever again? Right? Happens often. Correct. So, you know, knowing that if she can pull Birds of Prey out, that Gotham City Sirens is obviously going to fucking happen. Because if Birds of Prey is successful, it's not like they're not going to do one with her, Catwoman, and, and uh, um, Poison Ivy. So that's, that's a shoe-in. So, hey, you know what? Good on her. And I think that kind of behavior from and, and that kind of commitment is what the DCEU has been missing, you know? And, and, and I mean a commitment to the characters themselves, not a commitment to an idiotic director's vision, <laughs> Zack Snyder, but like a, an, an actual commitment to actually doing the characters justice and, and then putting the work in to support that. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens next week. I hope it, uh, and if it's good, I hope it is successful. I'm hoping that this is another going to be another one of those Suzanne ones where it's good, but it, you have to force people to go see it because WWE's not pushing it. They've been, I'll give it to them on this one. They've been pushing this a little bit better than they did Suzanne. So there's that. Yes. I, um, another thing too, I've noticed too, and this is something we've talked about before. We talked about this with um, uh, uh, Aquaman and some other things. I think it's very clear at this point, DC is definitely taking a international first approach, which I'll say this again, smart. They, I think the premiere for this was Mexico city, I believe. Um, mm. and they've been doing, a, I think their promotion overseas is even, even bigger than what they've done here. It looks like WB has kind of gotten the idea of if two, twofold, right? We, we make a lot of our money overseas. Um, and two, if we can get it out overseas where, Let's be honest, the reviews and reactions are usually a lot nicer to them overseas than they are domestically. It helps soften that release when it comes over here. And it gets more people interested. And, 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 it, and it makes sense, right? You generate that interest. When you hear a bunch of fans who got to see a movie um, before critics did and before, like the, the review embargo for this movie is on the 5th. But people have already been talking about it because they got to see it early in um, overseas and things like that. So you're now getting word of mouth of this film and that's generating people wanting to go see the film enough. So by the time the reviews come out, even if they were bad, it doesn't fucking matter. You know, if right. anything, it's going to make people go. So it's like, you know what? Yeah. So, and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm hard on WB a lot, but I'll give them to this smart. This is smart. They've been, you know, between this and what they did with uh, crisis. All right. I'm you're still not off my shit list, but you know, <laughs> you know, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening. You know, you don't get the Rick and Morty son of a bitch I'm in. You don't get that. <laughs> you don't get that one yet. <laughs> Haven't earned that one yet. But um no. we're getting there. Um, let's see what we got here. I'll save this story for last. Uh Falcon and Winter Soldier's release date is moved up, I believe. I think it's up to August now. Whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've like I, I, you've seen the pictures of John Walker as U.S. agent mm -hmm. holding that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, yep. Uh, bring it to me sooner. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier platforms. Yeah, have kind of with Disney Plus. Yo, they needed. I would have had something in the chamber after Mandalorian. Yeah. 
So, uh, the Falcon and Warner Soldiers is 2020, and so is, I believe, WandaVision as well. So, uh, August. And then uh, they added uh, one of the uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah. To Loki. To Loki. Yeah. It was a pretty good get. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited. Very excited. So. Um, so we got that. Also, speaking of TV, and I don't know, we haven't talked about this uh, yet. Um, no Watchmen season two, and good. Bravo. That's how you Bravo. do it. That's how you do it. Yes. Didn't need a season you know two. Do you watch? Did you watch uh, the Good Place? No. Okay, so it's probably my favorite thing that's happened on television the last four years. For four years, they told the story. And on Thursday, they ended it. And there's no revisiting. There's no walking away. There's no cancellation. It's just we had a story to tell. And they had the strength to say we're walking away now. And brought more people need to have that in today's society. It's it'd have been easy for them to go back and keep telling more of that story. It's easy for Lindelof and then to say, oh, let's go tell another Washington story. Because mm-hmm. we'll have the built-in cachet. We won't have the doubters. We've got the love and support and the awards. Excuse me, to justify it. But to say, let's do something else, that makes the arc that you left behind matter, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, watching that one season is going to matter for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And it should. Yeah. You need, you need to let that one sit for a while. You need, you need to, yeah, just, re, just replay it every now and then. That's all we need for now. Um, Let's see. And all right, so we're gonna come with the last story here. We're gonna keep this one nice and short today. Um, I was gonna wait for an insanity check for this one, but I feel like it deals with a superhero, so I should, even though it's real life, should cover it here. Crime fighting MMA, MMA uh, superhero Phoenix Jones arrested on drug charges. Chris doesn't send me things before we talk about them. I don't. So you're gonna hear my live reaction to this. <laughs> You dumb motherfucker. <laughs> the crime. I'm not saying that because Phoenix Jones is doing something inherently dangerous, injecting himself in the crime fighting. I'm not even saying it because he took a stupid name. I'm saying that because as I'm talking about this, you should probably Google Phoenix Jones. The first superhero cannot be black, Phoenix. <laughs> he can't. Not going to look too bad because a black guy in a mask is not a hero. I'm pretty sure we learned that from watching Watchmen. <laughs> now, if Phoenix Jones was like two or three years later, he could have been in that jam. But no, you had to be first. Hmm. That's it. The crime fighting persona of Phoenix Jones has taken another interesting twist. Jones is the alter ego of Seattle's Ben Fodor, a mixed martial artist whose highest profile fights were in the World Series of Fighting. What was his record? Oh, I'm going to look it up. In costume, Fedora Gainer garnered headlines throughout his vigilante crime patrols in downtown Seattle and adjacent neighborhoods. According to Seattle t- t- television station, um, uh, Fedora recently found himself on the wrong side of the law as he was arrested earlier this month in King County, faces multiple drug charges after allegedly selling uh, MDMA and cocaine. Wow. Like, I was hoping it would be like, like, like weed. You know? Hey, this is Matthew Malone. He's working undercover. Right. Better respect trap. Right, come on, like MDMA and cocaine. Come on, bro. You saw him. You saw him that Molly. Come on, dog. According to uh, the t- uh, the television station, uh, Jones sold seven point one grams of MDMA, known as on the street as Molly, to an undercover agents of the Seattle Police Department at a Starbucks on November twenty first. The agents sent uh, Fedor thirty three hundred dollars via Venmo. Prior to the deal, paid another two hundred. <laughs> I'm not a drug dealer. <laughs> I'll say that first. But if you pay a drug dealer up front prior receiving any sort of goods or services for your money, please, you could have just robbed him. You'd have to. Mm. Mm. It's... To answer your question, his record is 11, or excuse me, 7 and 3 in one draw. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. All right. Uh, one by knockout, four by submission, two by decision. Okay. He's never been knocked out. Through all three losses, were by decision. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So he had, he had some, he had some, some promise, some promise. 
Um, so he decided to start selling drugs to cops. The second transaction. The second transaction was consummated on January 9th, after which Fedora and alleged accomplice Adrian Irene Berendinson were arrested. Seven bundles, seven bundles of cocaine were discovered, according to the report. This is not Fedora's first run-in with the law enforcement, as he has been cited eight times for driving on a suspended license. Oh, he's just a regular fucking criminal. Um, wow. 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 So, <sighs> come on, man. Come on. come on. Can't, can't, don't, don't. Why you gotta be, why you gotta be the stereotype? First black, first black crime fighting superhero, and you gotta be selling drugs. Come on, man. He, no, he was selling drugs to get at the bigger drug dealers. Why did you read one Batman comic? No, oh, he, I, like, I want that to be his defense. Malone defense. I want, I want that to be his defense. Like, I, <laughs> you wanna be a superhero player? Let's go be a superhero. I, <laughs> I want. I so want that to be his defense. I really do. No, 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 no. I'm. I'm really undercover. <laughs> That's why I had you pay me very via Venmo. God damn. That's all I got, folks. I, I, just, I just had to get that one out there. I saw this one up. I feel like it I felt. I, I know you can't. So. Um, uh, anyway, folks, that's all we have. Thank you guys very much for the emails. Um, oh, kept right out of an hour. Um, we'll be back at the end of February. Um, hopefully Black History Month will not let us down like the beginning of 2020 has already done. So, um. You know, January has been the longest 73 days of my life. Yeah, it has been the longest year ever. So, um, all right, folks, thank you guys very much. Uh, for listening to us, make sure you guys uh, email us mailbag at mtrnetwork.net. You can find us on Super Tuesday Recap Podcast. So, again, folks, thank you very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.